0: Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing your little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Done Playing By The Rules. I'm Janelle. Oh, I like that. And I'm Janelle. I like that intro. Thanks. Try to
1: mix it's it up dancy. a little. Okay, so we let's talk about where we are in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the middle of all of our grief anniversaries. What did I send you the other
0: day? They're called death anniversaries. Oh,
1: death anniversaries. We're calling them now to not get them confused with like marriage anniversaries or happy mm-hmm. anniversaries. So let's talk death anniversaries. How are
0: you feeling? Um, depends on the day. I think I'm okay, but Brandon probably has another take on that. <laughs> yeah. Before we started recording, you did say you guys had a little fallout. So do you think it could be grief related? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I brought up Father's oh, no. Day. Oh, oh yeah. no. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, you need to be checking in more and you know, oh, all that shit. Stuff, right? Yep. But I will say we planned a really fun trip and I think that's really good. It's going to be over my parents' birthdays. So <laughs> my birthday is September 30th. And so we leave. And if you've listened to our other episodes, you know Janelle and I have a hard time on our own birthdays. So the next day, October 1st, We leave and then we're gone for my dad's birthday, which is the fourth, and then we come home on my mom's birthday, which is the tenth, and we're going to Salem, Massachusetts, to do all the so
1: excited about. Oh, are you going to go to like a graveyard? My kids always want to go to graveyards when we go places. Mm -hmm. I love that our kids are that creepy graveyard,
0: and they've already asked if they can wear costumes the whole time. And I was like, "That's all we'll bring." Of All, no you can. clothes.
1: Oh my gosh. Nope. So we went to Target this morning and Zach and Mikey were in their pajamas because we were dropping Josh off at the airport. Um, and the kids were in their pajamas. And I was like, you guys, let's go to Target because it was so early that I knew it'd be empty. And Zach was mm-hmm. like, well, we can't go to Target. And I was like, why not? And I was like, what did your dad tell you? And he was like, well, we're wearing pajamas. We can't go into Target in pajamas. And I was like, oh, but you can. And yeah. he was like, I don't think so. And he made me ask the guy like working at the front of the store if he Aww. could go in his pajamas. And I was like, I need to let these kids live a little bit more. Like, Right? it's not allowed to go into Target in their pajamas because I'm so neurotic.
0: <laughs> or show them pictures from – what would it have been? The 90s or early 2000s? Remember when it was super popular to wear pajama pants everywhere? Just, is it? Is it not right now? Because I uh, didn't
1: get – well, Oh, yeah, like, like the, the flannel patterns. ones. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. – I think that's still in though with like the hip kids. Nah, you're right. With like your – I used to wear – my, when when I was in college, I don't. You were in Texas, which was fancy, but it, where I went to college, you would wear just your college sweatpants around.
0: Oh yeah. all your classes, yeah, yeah, everywhere. Oh my, That's all I wore. Okay, so then we'll although show that it's fine. everyone else was fancy, I was not.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> but where, where is Josh?
0: Where's Josh Josh at?
1: went to Florida um, for work. As I was saying goodbye to him, he was getting in the Uber with his business partner. And I was like, don't gamble too much. And his business partner was like, there's gambling there. And Josh was like, oh, yeah. And I was oh, like, oh, no. Oh, God, gag me. So mm-hmm. we're going to visit my family in Minnesota. And Josh is going to fly up to meet us up there for the big weekend of 4th of July. And I'm so yes. excited. I haven't hugged my grandma. I haven't hugged my grandma since my dad's funeral for two years ago because – I went home for my dad's funeral, and then I went home the weekend COVID started, and we didn't know how it was spreading. March 14th was the weekend I went home. Mm-hmm. and I remember so when I, you went home. I sat And I in was the like, kitchen. are you sure you want to fly? <laughs> I flew because I was like, I need to go home. I sat in the kitchen like 18 feet away from my grandma and just talked to her from the kitchen because she mm-hmm. sits in this chair. So this will be the first time I've hugged my like 90 – I think she's just turned 94 or 95-year-old grandma.
0: She's going to smell so good.
1: She's gonna like, smell seriously, like such a granny. Like, I can't. I know. Wait. Oh, Soak I'm it so
0: in. Yeah. So we're
1: making our big drive to Minneapolis from Chicago, and then Josh will meet us there. How far is that? Five and a half hours. Okay, so not
0: do- That's doable. definitely doable. I
1: feel oh, yeah. like seven is where it gets really ugly. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna leave right away in the morning, and hopefully get there by like you know ear- early, early, af- late, mid afternoon. The kids are really good in the car as long as Zach doesn't get car sick. So. Mm-hmm.
0: It should be what pretty time? straight.
1: Just keep everyone's heads <laughs> oh, up. Oh, it's a super straight. Yeah. But that's the problem is Zach likes to read so much now. that Yeah.
0: We don't even bring books in the car. And even toys, we have to limit because they look down. And I, I still – your idea of like looking for the deer signs and then yeah. out here we can do tractor signs and stuff like that. And my like kids that, are so. really
1: into um, audiobooks right now. So we're going to yes. go to the library and I'm going to – because I can't listen to my murder podcast. And mm-hmm. their audiobooks off my phone at the same time. So I'm gonna go rent them a couple audiobooks at the library that they can listen to on the CAR CD player while I listen to my yes. murder podcast. I mean my done playing by the rules podcast
0: on my <laughs> I think you'll so have time bad. for a few. So. What if I just We're listen
1: good. to only us and I listen to no other podcasts? <laughs> True fan. My
0: favorite is when sometimes Our podcast will come on, and somebody in my family responds because they think I'm talking. No, (laughs) no."
1: (laughs) or my kids will talk to you too. They'll be like, "Hi, Miss Jenna," because they think I'm talking to you on Marco Polo. Oh, okay. Which also brings us to our topic because Uh you sent me a podcast this week. So tell me about because I don't. I've never listened to this podcast before. So this is like a limited series that Dax
0: Shepard is doing within his podcast. Yeah, it's. Kristen Bell, who's his wife, and I believe his co-host Okay. from his armchair expert podcast. Yeah. Um, and there are two women, and it's called, I think, Shattered Glass. I've only listened shattered to one- or Shattered Glass. Yeah. yeah. I've only listened to one episode, and it was really good. And it was talking about how women- can have such intimate relationships with each other, and it's not in a sexual way. When was that? Like maybe two or three weeks back, I had messaged you on Marco Polo. And (laughs) I said, we were talking about something. And I was like, I don't mean this in a weird way or a creepy way, but I believe you're one of my soulmates. And you, of course fully embraced
1: it. I was like, I just need you to know that I'm angry that you would even think that that would be weird. (laughs) That it's not just given that we are soulmates. Because you were like, I hope you don't think this is weird. Like, it's like kind of when you say like, um, do you, are you my boyfriend or are we dating? Like yeah. I was like, uh, we are definitely past like the soulmate level, and so yeah. Then I was talking to my friend Twyla, and she was saying how her and her girlfriend were just having a conversation about the, uh, her platonic girlfriend. We're having a conversation about how they're soulmates, mm-hmm. and. You and I had an interesting dialogue, and we'll link the um, episode where they talk about it in the intro of the Dax Shepard podcast, uh, Kristen Bell's version of Dax Shepard's podcast. Mm -hmm. And so this brought me to having an interesting conversation with my husband in regards to intimacy and people Mm -hmm. associate – you and I talked about people associate intimacy with sexuality. Exactly. And they are super – Opposite if you really break it down. And so then my husband and I also had a conversation about like how much women ask for from their husbands and vice versa in terms of intimacy versus how much most husbands are actually able to give. Mm -hmm. My husband has all husbands are different. My husband has a very low amount of intellectual and emotional intimacy that he Mm -hmm. is able to share with me. I know he loves me more than anything in the world. He tells me he loves me. He tells me things all the time. But we just don't have a super high level of emotional intimacy. And so Mm -hmm. Kristen Bell was talking on her podcast about how like Jenna and I, for example, share things with each other that we don't share with our husbands just because Mm -hmm. we talk so much. Women by nature talk more than men and require that auditory stimulation more than men. And require a lot more emotionally than the average men. We're not saying all men, but the average heterosexual husband doesn't need as much emotional stimulation as the average heterosexual female.
0: And there are plenty of males out there who are very in tune with their emotions, Mm -hmm. who seek out that intimate connection. Yes. Yes. And sex can be a very intimate connection, but it's not just the act of sex. It's that actual emotional aspect of it. I'm sure everyone listening has felt that connection with somebody whether it's in a positive way, but soulmates can also be in a negative way. I thought that was so cool when we were researching
1: this because I always, you and I love a dark side. That's probably why our kids like villains
0: so much. I loved reading right. the dark side of soulmates. Yes. When I was researching, it helped me explain some stuff that I have experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time always putting into words, which is why I have a podcast because that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what exactly I've experienced. And so there's this whole theory on breaks in the matrix. So basically, not I don't really God theory, aspect, so but and I know I'd probably butcher the hell out of this, but, but breaks basically in the matrix it,
1: fill me up. Yes.
0: So basically like, and there's, and it kind of goes with like simulation theory. So almost like we're like Sims, like the game. And people are controlling us. Because there have been instances in my life where I'm like, I absolutely had to meet that person. The universe would not let me not meet them. Yep. But the outcome was very negative. Yeah. So I don't believe in simulation theory. So this whole soulmate in a negative aspect, which they also call them karmic soulmates or wrecking ball soulmates. Yeah, I saw the wrecking made, ball soulmates. Yes. Made so much sense to me. Because I have tried and tried to explain this, and I've told my husband about this. To well, and I that. really thought the
1: Wrecking Ball, I'd never heard of the Wrecking Ball soulmates. Mm-hmm. So, soul. what you, I think you're, did you find there were generally five types of soulmates in your research? I saw between five and seven.
0: Yeah, I, it was kind of all over the board. And there were some that I was kind of like, I don't know. And I kind of went with like more broad categories. And, yeah. But so. I thought
1: the Wrecking Ball one was really interesting because I have a number of friends that are um, going through marriages breaking up or long-term relationships breaking up. And when you read about the Wrecking Ball soulmate and anybody who's been through a disastrous breakup, you when you read about the Wrecking Ball soulmate, it's often someone that is required in your life as a trial Mm -hmm. and a tribulation to tear you apart so -hmm. that you can come back together as the form of yourself that you're more apt to need to be. So, exactly. like, I'm not trying to say, like, be thankful that your divorce happened. I'm not thankful that my dad died, but did it change mm-hmm. parts of my life for the better? Absolutely. Was my dad my wrecking ball soulmate? I don't know. Maybe this has nothing. You know what I mean? Like, yes. there it applies very broadly to a lot of things, but there are types of soulmates. And definitely, you can have a soulmate that's your best girlfriend, and you can have a soulmate that's your partner. You can have a soulmate that's your spouse. You can have a soulmate mm-hmm. that's your affair. And I You can love have a soulmate all. that
0: is an animal. Stop. Mm-hmm. And oh, God, I you're have, so I have, creepy like, right now. Yes. I love it. Finally, this podcast has morphed
1: into our <laughs> witch
0: podcast we've been waiting for. <laughs> right. And so, to go back when I messaged Janelle about this, you know, I told her I believe in multiple soulmates. And I don't mean that in terms of had I not married my husband, I would have found someone else. I don't mean that at all. Yeah. I mean, there are multiple people in our lives that the planet has made us meet. And That they are living on this planet at the same time as I am and emotionally and energetically we are connected. Like there's that vibrational match and you just feel it. This can be your best friend, your partner. It can even be a teacher. It can be someone that you can even meet a soulmate and just have a quick interaction with them. For example, the have you a stranger
1: soulmate? That's exactly. What it's mine.
0: Yeah. Like if you've ever encountered somebody and you think either one, they look so familiar, but I can't place them. And you never can place them. So that could have been like a past life or something, some kind of connection. Or two, you talk to somebody briefly and you have a connection in that small, small interaction, even if it's just your librarian at your library. And, and you, you might never that. see
1: them again or you might exactly. develop a friendship, but it's somebody that shouldn't by any means become someone that's a critical part of your life. But right. they do and they change something. They may stay and you may, or you may never see them again. And I thought that one was super interesting. I did too
0: because I've, had those interactions so many times. Yes. So I also personally believe I'm not one to sit back and try and control my fate and my future. I believe soulmates come in when you need them, or they come into your life before you need them to be implanted into your life so that they are there when you need them. So for Mm -hmm. example, Janelle and I have talked about, we met on the playground. And if you go back to our episode about when we met, we say it was super odd because we never got to meet one-on-one because there were always other moms there. Mm-hmm. However, this day on the playground, for some reason, we were the only two people. Which was and so weird. And the that weather has, was nice. It wasn't like uh, a fluke. Like No. There, that has never happened or never happened again the rest of that preschool year. No. So for some reason, that- the universe was like – I feel like personally, like the universe had set you and I up to meet and we did not take advantage of it. We did not. Yeah. Like we texted, but it was always a group text. We chatted a little, but it was always in a group setting. And so finally the universe was like, okay, but I'm just going to take this into my hands and I'm going to give you this other opportunity. Had one of us backed out or had I not asked you about what was going on? there probably would have been another one. Like the universe yeah, doesn't the just day say Jenna, like, forget you. Yeah.
1: Like- <laughs> and the day Jenna and I met, I was literally at the lowest low of my entire life, I think. Mm-hmm. And I can almost like not even like talk about it because I think we said it was the month anniversary of my dad dying mm-hmm. or something terrible like that. And I mean, had I not met Jenna, I don't know that this is going to sound so like, I don't know if I'd be alive because I was so dark in Mm -hmm. my depression and I couldn't see a way out. And my husband and I were fighting constantly. Mm -hmm. And you're right. There were a million times when we tried to hang out and tried to get together and it just didn't work. And Mm -hmm. then finally, like the universe was like, or God or whoever you choose to believe makes soulmates was like, you know what? Janelle's going to die if you guys don't figure Mm -hmm. your shit out. So, um, You guys are meeting on the playground today and no one else is coming to the party. Welcome, enjoy each other. And Jenna, if Jenna hadn't been brave enough that day to be like, hey, what's wrong with you? She's basically (laughs) a stranger. <laughs> like yeah. We yep. we'd be in a different place right now. There like none mm-hmm. of this would have happened. Our kids wouldn't have bubbled through the quarantine. We wouldn't have kept each other afloat. We wouldn't have been there for each other in these grief anniversaries like or yeah. if we believe this is all divine inter- divine intervention from heaven, I think I truly believe that maybe our parents are up there pushing us together because they exactly. know we need each other. So, it can be as spiritual as Jesus-oriented, as mm-hmm. um,
0: past reincarnation-oriented as you want. You can read the full spectrum about it. Oh, I will say I'm not positive if my daughter Peyton is my soulmate yet because she's still so young and we're not there. <laughs> But she is something in terms of that, um, some kind of cosmic, I don't know. Basically, what happened was we got pregnant with Ezra first try. Like with Peyton, we were like, okay, this is going to be a one and done. No. We tried for another, like we tried for like an August, September baby. She's February. So it took us quite a while and we couldn't understand why It wouldn't happen. Then my mom died when I was newly pregnant with Peyton. I was a couple weeks along, and towards the end of my pregnancy, I went through a severe depression to the point to where I kept saying, "If I wasn't pregnant, I wouldn't be here." So Peyton saved my life, and Brandon has always said that, and so I feel that special connection with her, and I'm not exactly sure what that is. I haven't quite figured out that relationship. If it's, like I said, if it's a soulmate or maybe even a twin flame, which we'll get into later. Oh, I love that one I too. Know. But that is an exact example of the universe was like, I am in control or God or was like, I am in control. You don't understand this right now, but I know exactly why you're not getting pregnant right now because I need to reserve this because it was the very end of my pregnancy. I think I was like 32 weeks when I went through this depression. So it's not like it was at the beginning when you would think it would. And so that was another example of how she came into my life whenever I really needed her. And I do think another one of my soulmates is my son, but more in terms of, I'm his soulmate, if that makes sense. Yes. yes. I haven't quite figured out if he is mine, but there is something between the two of us that I can't describe as a mother-son relationship. And it's the same thing I felt with my mom. And my mom and I both were each other's soulmates. I can definitely 100% say that. It's just really hard to tell sometimes with young kids because they're very selfish in nature. And yeah, it's really hard to tell, but I don't think any other mom could be what Ezra needs. And I think that- Yeah, and I said that to my. we were having a discussion with our couples therapist
1: last week. And I was like, you don't understand the connection Zach and I have. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's literally like the umbilical cord is invisibly connected to our brains. And I can Mm -hmm. hear what he's thinking and he can hear what I'm thinking. And we have the exact Mm -hmm. same emotions and the exact same empathy. Zach can feel if someone near him is in pain the same way I can. We Mm -hmm. are just so interconnected. It is like, Mm -hmm. and Josh was like, it's true. It yeah. like we are the same. If there is a twin flame out there, it is me and Zach, and we are just yes. like so interconnected. And it's like telepathic in everything right. we can do. And that's why we also butt heads so much because we're exactly. literally the same person.
0: Yeah. And I <laughs> don't even think it's an older kid. They just happen to both be our older kids because I was the youngest in my family. Yeah. But when I even describe my relationship with my mom to therapists, they're like, I've never heard a relationship like that. And it's a really – in like a a positive, special way. So do you want me to get into the types?
1: Well, I wanted to tell, first of all, where – okay. So there's two points to soulmates and we will give some um, critiquing because I also read an article that critiques the idea of soulmates. Really? You got to be
0: the negative Nancy in this? I'm going to drop a negative. Well, because
1: (laughs) other – some people that think this is bullshit are allowed their opinion. That's true. Um, and it is saying, um, the fallacy of soulmates. And it said, I'll just read. What does that mean? Falla- <laughs> <What> is that? <laughs> fallacy is the like story? the fault, the fault in the theory kind of, um, In addition to dating a potential spouse, so this is from The Fallacy of the Soulmate Part 1 by um, PhD Shauna Springer, and we can link it. In addition to dating a potential spouse for several years before marriage, well-educated people do not typically believe in the concept of a soulmate. And this goes on to state, and I can see where she's coming from in this. Jenna and I don't date for several years, but I mean... (laughs) We're we're well-educated, Jenna more so than me, but it does have a point in saying significant trauma. So if you... If you fully blindly buy into soulmates, she talks about the fact that, like, how shocking it is that everyone's soulmate that lives in a 260-person town finds their soulmate in their high school. Yes. And also, if you fully buy into soulmates and you don't, like, look into it more, significant traumas can completely uproot a previously established sense and trust in someone and will often greatly change someone's personality true Mm -hmm. story. So maybe Josh and I are soulmates. And Josh says this all the time. My dad died and a part of me died with him. Mm -hmm. So Josh's soulmate has significantly changed if I'm his soulmate. So yes, there are drawbacks to fully just saying like, this person's my soulmate. I blindly enter into this world with them. But that's with all marriage and all friendships. You Mm -hmm. can't blindly enter a world with someone and just assume it's always going to be status quo because that's just not there's always changing tides and that's why a lot of these which you'll read as jenna explains the soulmates you'll see they're kind of circular Mm -hmm. and i thought we should get that disclaimer out of the way that we're not telling you that you have to fully buy into this and things there are reasons that soulmates don't work out and reasons you might miss a soulmate in your path so the idea of soulmates this comes from the article the five types of soulmates and how each sends you dms which is very Like trivial, but I thought it was funny. (laughs) It's really a cute article and I'll link it. But the um, according to Greek mythology, humans were originally created with four arms, four legs and a head with two faces, fearing their power. Fuck yeah. But fearing (laughs) their power. Zeus split them into two separate parts, condemning them to spend their lives in search of their other halves. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Greek mythology has entered the chat.
0: Yes. Right? <laughs> so tell me your types of soulmates that you found in your research. Well, first I want to ask you. So do you think Josh is one of your soulmates?
1: Absolutely. However, he <laughs> is not my all-encompassing soulmate. And I he and I talked about that. Like, Josh and I have – and I think that's a big part of what Josh and I were talking about. He and I were discussing if we should record an episode about how much we lean on our partner for all of our needs and whether we should be outsourcing some of these needs. Mm -hmm. And I personally, after doing this research and reading more and more about this, I outsource a lot of my needs to my other soulmates. Mm -hmm. Josh is my rock, my person, my person that will catch me every time I fall on the ground. But I outsource a lot of my emotional needs to you. Mm -hmm. I outsource a lot of my conundrums to my sister. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of my um, physical affection from my kids. And so I think there's another thing to be delved into here is like your soulmate can only cover so many bases. Mm -hmm. And there is the divine soulmate or the – what I think it's called the divine soulmate or the lover soulmate that's supposed to kind of encompass all these things. But I do think that Josh is one of my soulmates. I do think that there's – I think I've had um, romantic soulmates before Josh. And I I don't think Josh and I have ever said that we think it's unbelievable that we would have one after each other. I mean – 50% 50% of marriages don't last. And so mm-hmm. neither of us is under the impression that we are intertwined from this life
0: to the next life to the next life yeah. in
1: our realistic opinion. That makes sense. What Brandon, about you? Is
0: Brandon your soulmate? If you're listening, I love you. I am not sure if Brandon is my soulmate. Oh, my um, God. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> no. So it'll make sense when I describe it. I'm so, so excited. I believe he is my person that I am meant to be with. However, I think a lot of our struggles in our marriage are because we are not connected on that soul level. So we have a very hard time communicating and understanding each other and picking up on each other's vibrations. So when he's acting snippy, I pick up on that because I'm an empath and I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? A lot of times it's absolutely nothing and he doesn't see how that impacts me. So we have a lot of conflict in our marriage, but it's not in a necessarily negative way. We have both grown a lot as people. I don't know if he is my soulmate. However, he is the person that I was supposed to marry and meet because of who he has been through all of my trials with my parents. I don't think I could have been married to anyone else. I don't think anyone else would have put up with me and what I went through. I don't think anyone else would have fought for me like he has. And even though we have been through some shit times, he is through and through the person I was meant to be with during those times. And I also think that is why the universe said, you're going to get married, you're going to get engaged after three months. And this is going to be a whirlwind because shortly thereafter, my mom got diagnosed with cancer and that was her second battle. And she passed away from her third battle. However, during that second battle, I was working and all this stuff. And he was going up to the hospital and doing stuff for me. And I don't think any other husband would have done that. And any other husband would
1: have done it for you. Yeah, exactly. Other other than Josh.
0: (laughs) Right. And I don't think the amount of selfishness that he displayed during all of that. We were even supposed to go to a wedding, one of my best friends and his parents were still living in Texas. Brandon's parents were still living in Texas. We were supposed to stay with them and bring the baby and all this stuff. And I was just so distraught. And Brandon said, I'm going to stay home and visit your mom every day in the hospital. I'm not going to go visit my parents. You're going to go to Texas. I've got this. And he would just go and spend time with my mom in the hospital so that I felt okay going. And there was no even question or anything. And it's just, I know, I don't know if he is my soulmate on terms of that vibration. We are definitely not energetically or emotionally on the same level. And that's okay. It's perfectly fine. We have a great marriage. I wouldn't want to be married to anyone else, especially because I'm such a strong empath that if somebody was... (sighs) <sighs> on my same wavelength. Em- you and I
1: being married would be <laughs> a nightmare. We would just be like right. crying and doing like magic spells all the time. Exactly. We're both such empaths. Like I, you and I both say that we border on psychic. Even my grandma has said it even though mm-hmm. we're not supposed to be psychic in my grandma's religion because my grandma is too. Like you and I are, are so twins, maybe twin, like we're on yeah. the same vibration. We're on the same wavelength. But I find, and I'm going to disagree with you that Brandon isn't your soulmate because I personally I personally believe in like the yin and yang theory of the soulmate. Mm-hmm. Josh and I couldn't be more different. I hate the way he interacts with almost every human being, mm-hmm. and he hates how I interact with almost every human being. I care deeply what everyone thinks of me. Josh has never cared what anyone's thought of him. We together complement each other so well that I say Mm -hmm. all the time that I wish our kids get 50% of each of us because they would make the perfect human. And that is what makes me think that. And I think if your kids got 50% of you and 50% of Brandon, they would be the perfect human. Yeah. Therefore, you may be soulmates
0: against your will. Sorry. The end. That's true. I didn't think about the yin and yang part. I definitely can see soulmates a lot easier when we are on the same wavelength. For example – Janelle and I can feel each other's energy from thousands of miles away without phone calls without texting I can tell uh what's going on
1: we send each other the same text at the same time doing the same thing the same we literally send each other the same memes within 10 minutes of each other sometimes it's like a random Titanic meme and neither of us even likes Titanic like it's otherworldly how connected our brains are. Yes. And they're from different
0: accounts that we found them on. Yeah. But
1: would you like that with your husband? I wouldn't like that mm -hmm. with my husband. No. No.
0: (laughs) Um, But that's where it's easy for me to definitely see the soulmate aspect as well as I – so I have very – I don't even know the word for it. But basically, my dreams are very telling. So for example, I will dream about somebody and if I don't reach out to them, I will continue to dream about them. Then I reach out to them. Every single time I have, they have been going through shit, and then the dreams about that person stop.
1: Yes, completely. And
0: if I'm not having those, I will have dreams about my soulmates. So I do dream about Janelle, and I tell mm-hmm. her about them. And um, she's always right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I dream about my mom, and there's a few other people I dream about, and some of them are from my past, and it's just like really far in my past, but it's always been that connection I don't really dream about Brandon I've dreamt about him like once or twice but and I don't dream about my dad so it's interesting uh-huh. it it's is really, really interesting. interesting and unfortunately even though I am soulmates with all these people the dreams usually encompassing these people are very negative my dreams do not like me very much yeah,
1: <laughs> you need to start taking some like hardcore sleep drugs I'm gonna prescribe Can you imagine thing? my dreams if I did I'm just traumatized because I don't I I don't dream about anyone of reality. I have like romantic dreams about celebra- celebrities or my husband. <laughs> it's 50-50. If it, if we don't mm-hmm. know if Jason Momoa is showing up that night or Josh Borgstrom. Ooh. Those are the only dreams I remember. I know. You're welcome, Josh Borgstrom. What a compliment. Right? You're in the same category. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't have any like, they call those processing dreams. I I don't remember them. I've never had a dream about my dad. And I used to have really bad vivid dreams when I was a kid. Like I still remember Mm -hmm. some of them. But I don't have them anymore and I've had therapists tell me that like the trauma was just like too much for my brain and so my brain shuts off and doesn't let me dream or doesn't let me remember the dreams when I wake mm. up. And my therapists have tried to get me to do dream journals before and yep. I always forget like within the second, I like feel the feelings as soon as I wake up and by the time I like pee, yeah. it's gone. I'm it uh, want, be nice. We're going to do – can we do a dream episode where we just talk oh, about yeah. Jenna's dreams and aunt. <gasps> we should find a dream a-
0: analyzer and have them come on Dude, and analyze your cool. dreams. <laughs> My dreams okay. are so crazy that my mom got me like one of those dream books because yeah. I would have such crazy dreams um, and they didn't quite I make sense those. to me. But yeah. I have a lot of – is it prophecy dreams? What is it like when it's like fortune telling type dreams? I think that's what it's It'll called. happen the next – yeah, it'll happen the next day. But then sometimes it's unfortunate because I'll dream I did something. For example, I was talking to um, – a friend Katie the other day and I was like, I swear I texted you back and I can even remember the conversation. Oh my god, you dream. No, it was all yeah, it was all a dream. And it's weird because mm. in the dream was like the conversation we had before. <laughs> so luckily she was totally cool about it. But this has actually happened yeah. to me before because I was trying to find a
1: meme that you I thought you sent me and I went through all of our but we yes. communicate on fifteen different
0: channels, we I noticed.
1: Do. Okay. I so- digress. Have you heard of soulmates? Let's go back. Right.
0: So I really only covered I think four or five Um, because it's like one of those things like you can go down the rabbit hole and get into – As many soulmates as you want to find, yeah. And different types and everything. So soulmate in general, that relationship is life-changing. Yep, It is a long journey. You connect on a soul level versus not necessarily a physical – sexual level. Yeah. Um, it's a journey with them. Like I said, that lasts for a long time. And so it's going to, it's not just a relationship that is very one level. It's an actual journey has like beginning, middle, end, has peaks, has valleys, has all of that. Okay. You meet this person and right away you have a strong sense of comfort. Yep. And you feel like you can talk to them. You feel like you've already had some kind of relationship. So the conversation is very organic. It's very natural. It's not that. So tell me about your life. So do you like movies? No, it's just you get into mm. deep conversations right away, as well as, which I really liked, they point out there's no jealousy over that person. Oh,
1: and so that's you're a good. Yes.
0: point. So you want to learn about them in their life and you want to be on this journey with them, but you're not jealous over their journey, That's where they've so been or where they're going. so interesting
1: because yeah. I have never – people are always like, how do you let your husband travel? How do you let your husband this? How come you don't ask him more questions? Don't you – literally never once have I felt nervous or jealous of Josh. And I say to him all the right. time, I'm like, if you cheat on me, I'll be furious but i'll probably be able to like make it work in my head and i've i've never felt jealous of you either and yep. you have a mil- and when you so, i mean sometimes you text me and you're like well me and my friend and i'm like well i wish i could be there but like exactly. i feel that's a joke yeah, like I want to go to lunch with you and your friend. She sounds right. fun. It's more yeah. so like I want to be there with you because I love mm-hmm. you and I would love all of your friends. I've never once been like, mm, Jenna's hanging out with so-and-so and we all – like never once have
0: I felt a tinge of jealousy towards you. No. And I will say that when you moved, I told Brandon an example of why – I <laughs> another example on the why you're my soulmate little notepad is because when Janelle moved, she knew that she was taking away the one person I hung out with every day because of COVID. So she said, here's my friend and she's not as safe as me, but she is very safe and things are opening up. Now you're vaccinated. She's vaccinating. vaccinated. You guys are going to hang out. And she I kept making you. that point instead of being a jealous friend and saying, oh, I'm not going to connect these two friends because they're no. my friends and I don't want to be replaced or whatever these jealous emotions are, she said, no, you guys need to hang out. And so that was like another sign where I was like – Because I truly believe
1: that you and her line up so much that you could be soulmates in some realm and I want people that I love to have as many like of their soulmates because you just gain more from it. And again, outsourcing. You can outsource things to her that I can't be there for all the time. And so when you Mm -hmm. love and care about someone like that, you want them to have – what they need for support. Because if you're not available, you want them to be safe and secure. That's a good friend and a good soulmate.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And so with you talking about Josh traveling, I know Josh fairly well. And I know how important work is to him and how if he's stagnant in his job, he's not happy. He needs to be challenged. Mm -hmm. So that is another sign of a soulmate is that you leave space for each other to grow in their lives. You're not holding each other back. You're pushing each other forward as well as holding that space for that person. And the last one is you fight for the relationship. You don't just say, you know what, what's meant to be will happen. You fight tooth and nail for that relationship. So like you said, If Josh cheated, you know what? We could work on this because you would fight for the relationship. I also don't think Josh would do that because he would fight for the relationship. But you also know like both of you have struggled, so you're in therapy. You're fighting for your relationship. Those are all signs of a soulmate. Yeah. And I, and I say that, that to you too, when I didn't
1: talk to you for like 16 hours the other day, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come, t- I'm going to show up at your house because I-, I worry because you have so many um, death adversaries right now. Yep. I was like, something's wrong. I, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Something. And- but I'll text you and be like, either something's wrong or you're gardening. It's always yep. one or the other. And I was like, uh, if I don't hear from her by hour 20, I'm texting her mm-hmm. husband. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I need to know, you know that my other half is okay and taken care. Of.
0: And I think I was just, I just get emotionally, when I get emotionally charged, I get hyper and I just get caught up in a million little projects. And that's not necessarily (laughs) healthy at all. (laughs) No, Um, I love it though. Yeah. But I've been overwhelmed. Just, I've had a lot of like doctor's appointments and I think it was all just kind of like getting to me. So off of that, there's a kindred spirit. So this is the type of person you feel that immediate connection with. Mm -hmm. So a soulmate, you might not necessarily feel that that immediate connection, but you feel that comfortable connection. So this kindred spirit is like, you don't necessarily have to even say anything. It's just, you feel that vibe. And that is because your vibe is at the same level. However, it's a little more of a superficial relationship. You're not necessarily getting into these deep conversations When you meet them or you know them, it feels like you've known them for a long time. A lot of times it's like you might describe it as like, I feel like you have an old soul type thing. It's more like you just feel like you've been with them. They don't always stick around for long, Mm -hmm. but you remember them in a positive light. So you remember them fondly. So So I have
1: a... Friend that I met, um, uh, and she, I call her a friend, and we talk about how we're soulmates all the time. And guess how many times? We've spent two hours together our whole lives. We were in Milwaukee or we were in Green Bay, and we, our flight got, both of our flights got (laughs) delayed, and our kids hung out in the airport. It was me and her, and her three boys, and my one boy, and I might have been pregnant at the time. And we totally hit it off. Her name is Heather. She lives in California now. We talk all the time. I don't even know anything about her life. I don't know where her kids go to school. I know nothing about – I know her husband's name. But Mm -hmm. we constantly message back and forth and like check in on each other and like plan to actually like go on a trip together someday because – but we've spent a cumulative of Mm -hmm. two hours face-to-face.
0: Right. And so you guys necessarily haven't changed each other's lives, but you feel that vibration on the same Level And so when I say old soul, that kind of goes to not necessarily somebody who encompasses an old soul, but it usually kind of goes more to the feeling of, and I don't know if I believe this, you have may have met in a different life.
1: I was going to ask you this. Okay, so yeah. I re- a ton of this is about – so they say that Heather and I would have been related in a past life. I don't know that I believe in past lives, and I don't know if that is because of my Catholic upbringing that that is so taboo, or I don't believe it, but I don't not believe it, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like I don't disbelieve in past lives, but I don't necessarily like fully buy into it. So they talk a ton Mm -hmm. about those people were your cousins or your sister in your past life because you instantly have familiarity with them, even if you just saw them Mm -hmm. for a minute in a gas station. You knew them on a subconscious level and Mm -hmm. all believers in past lives say that that was someone you were in a family with in a past life.
0: Yeah. And it's... That's a good point because it's not a negative reaction. So yes. there are with the wrecking ball soulmates, a lot of times it is a learning thing because in a past life one of you has wronged each other and it's almost mm-hmm. like a balance. So say Write that you and I card. are yeah, so say you and I are wrecking ball soulmates. Mm-hmm. You could have wronged me in a past life and so now in this current life I might do something that is life-changing and negative to you. And if not, then maybe I do it now and you do it in another life. So if that makes sense. Like Oh my God. Yeah. So with your kindred spirit, it's just a very superficial, easy, vibing, kind of like I think of it as like waves. Like we're kind of just like floating and flowing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so Jen then, is here. Exactly. So then you go a little deeper into twin flame, which I I'm song. not Fully sold on, and this is a I very know. popular trend right now, um, which I didn't know either. I never yeah. heard of it, and every article is like, "You've heard of the twin flame," and I was like, "Actually, I haven't," and I consider myself a part-time <laughs> witch, so do go right. On. So it is a very intense connection, and the reason for that is you have one soul in this universe, wherever it is that you believe in, and when you came. Down to earth, you were split in two. Now here's where it gets a little. I think the popularity. <laughs> no, it's like the popularity has kind of like blown it out of okay, purple. okay, okay. Because if you truly look into a twin flame, finding your other half of that flame. So basically, it's like if I had a twin flame, I might be very creative, and my twin flame might be more of the logistical, scientific brain. And so okay. it's like the two were opposite but we have an intense connection, kind of like a mirror energy type thing. Yeah, Yeah, One might be positive and the other half is negative. So you're completely opposite on certain parts, but then you have the same energy. To find that person is extraordinarily rare. So I think when people have caught on to this whole twin flame thing, I think they have taken it as a surface level, we vibe, And it might be more of a kindred spirit or a soulmate connection and not necessarily a twin flame because actually finding that other half is very rare, especially because you don't always exist on the planet at the same time.
1: Yes, that's the other problem. And so the articles I was reading was saying like Yoko Ono and John Lennon, Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash, like mm -hmm. these types of people – That there's two and eight billion people, they somehow exist and are age appropriate for mating or friendship. Like Mm -hmm. my twin flame could be two and I'm 60.
0: Like, exactly. For
1: you guys to be at the same time and the same place and the same continent in eight billion.
0: So your chances Mm -hmm. are two and eight billion, but it happens. Yeah. And with a twin flame, the relationship before and after is measurable. So, you would kind of like before Christ, after Christ, how they talk about that. It would be like before my twin flame, after. And the life that you have before and after is dramatically and measurably different. Yes, yes. The relationship is not necessarily easy because you are so different. Mm -hmm. You both evolve, and it's almost like all consuming, not necessarily in a healthy way. Like you're in your own little universe. Yeah, You have that mind reading and it's kind of like that obsession. It's not always a healthy relationship. Yoko and John, honey, Yoko and John. (laughs) And so I thought that one was really interesting because I think people describe friendships as twin flames, but they don't see the negative part of it. Like right when you meet them, you feel whole. Like you feel dramatically different. Not a connection. You feel whole and you've been feeling like you've lived your life without a certain thing. Yeah. And I can't necessarily say I've ever experienced I don't think that. I have, and
1: I don't think I ever will. And I don't know that I want to because it sounds really scary and really yeah. intense. And I feel exactly. like I not even take a nap if that person was
0: around. Yeah. No, and the intensity. And they said when you're apart, after you've met this person, oh, the intensity yeah. of being obsessed over each other is unbearable. And I'm okay. just like mm. – not into it. Yep. And I they said there are a few twin – flame relationships that have really worked, but it's not common for them to yeah, work. It wouldn't work for me. I need less intensity. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So the last one I kind of want to talk about, unless you want to throw any in, is my favorite because it was eye-opening to me. It's the karmic slash wrecking ball, which I I refer love this to. one. Tell me but, about it. And I'm just going to refer to it as wrecking ball soulmates. But if you're looking mm-hmm. it up, it's also called karmic soulmates because I just really love wrecking ball. So. I do too. I love when things get ruined and then put back together. Exactly. And it just describes a lot. So it's a relationship meant to facilitate the lessons we need to learn. There are signs, I believe 15. Yes. And I will kind of go through them quickly. Um, These are signs to look for to see if this is a wrecking ball soulmate relationship. One, instant connection, which I think we've checked the box on almost all of these for that. (laughs) Two, lots of drama. Ooh. Three, things feel off early on, such as red flags. You might not always be the one seeing these red flags, but if other people on the outside are looking in, they might point them out to you and you might not accept them because you feel that connection with this person.
1: Are we all four. thinking of this this one guy or this like
0: four guys as we go? Um, I'm, like I'm thinking checking. of a friend. A friend, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Totally. Four, they make you feel frustrated. Five, they're unpleasant to be around, but yet you want to be around them. So think heavy presence, but yet you can't let go. And you still want to be friends with them or in a relationship with them. Um, Number six, they're addicting. So you might say, I'm done with this person. And then next thing you know, you're back in it. So think about those relationships where it's like, On again, off again. It's complicated. It's complicated on Facebook 2007. (laughs) Exactly. Number seven, lots of miscommunication. So even though you connect, you really struggle with communication. Eight, lots of highs and lows. Okay. So you feel really, really great and you have great memories and then you have some of your shittiest times also with this person. Number nine, Repetitive. So these highs and lows that you experience, and these red flags and all of that—it's all repetitive. It's that person that you're like, we've already talked about this. Why are this? Why are we here again? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you always have the same issues. Number ten, they become codependent, which is a red flag to me. Number eleven, they shine a light on your fears. So you have that insecurity. You know those. If you're insecure about a romantic relationship, they might make those insecurities come out and more to the surface for you. Number 12, they bring out the worst in you. So because of those insecurities, you're going to start doing some questionable behaviors. 13, they make you feel exhausted after you've hung out with them or had a conversation with them. 14, you feel like you cannot let go. No matter how many red flags or how many times you've let them back in, you're still back with them. And last but not least, the relationship in the end does not last. (gasps) Yes. And I have just had a these.
1: revelation while you said this. I hope my art therapist is listening to this. This is my mom. I was
0: thinking that too.
1: Oh my god, were you? Get yeah. out of my brain, you fucker! I Jenna, mm-hmm. literally, as you were saying this, I was thinking of like an old boyfriend. Until you got to like step seven, and I was like, I can yep. check every one of these boxes for my mom. The exhaustion,
0: <gasps> the same oh patterns.
1: I, I mean, said how many all times are you in the to same? My pattern? art therapist last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I have. Yep. Evidence of goosebumps shown on <laughs> camera if you're watching on uh-huh. YouTube. That was like yep. an instant like a you this is my foundation
0: shape. you're <laughs> watching on YouTube. <laughs> so technically you're soulmates. But you're I, mean, I mean soulmates. Oh, we're fucking for sure. For mm-hmm. sure, for sure. It's just and and I have a friend like this and Yeah, you do. So you and your mom couldn't not meet mm-hmm. because you kind of yeah. came out of her. <laughs> yeah, I did. Right. So I had a friend who I, the universe kept trying to make us meet and I just like never really did much of it. I would run into her at the store. Yeah. I would run into her at story time, at play dates, mm-hmm. at church that we didn't even attend. It was weird. And then it's like, yep. we're going to make you meet. Isn't and so that they, weird? The universe, you start yeah. to
1: feel like a stalker because you're like, I promise I've come to this church before. I didn't right? know you went here. Like, yeah, I totally yep. know what you mean.
0: The universe made us Meet and become friends, and made that relationship happen because I grew a lot from it and I learned a lot from it. And yeah, the relationship wasn't meant to last. And I'm cool with that now. I really just interesting. Can't,
1: I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, see, I, my Wrecking Ball soulmate is this two paragraph thing. So I didn't know any of this. And it is yeah. so, such a revelation. And I bet this helps so many people when you hear yeah. it explained like that because you can. Identify that this person is not – I feel very healed by hearing that because this person was not sent to my life to be as bothersome as I give them the power to, but as somebody that was meant to shift things and Mm -hmm. meant to be there and meant to act in this way by God or previous lives, whichever you choose. We are all encompassing here. We don't care if you believe in Satan or – Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. You are all well- don't you
0: usually believe in both of them if you believe in
1: one. (laughs) Okay, we don't care if you worship Satan. You don't care if you worship Satan. (laughs) Who was I talking about? My hell? If hell exists, my hell is... Oh, if hell exists, my hell is I show up at hell and they say, welcome to hell, Janelle. You've been assigned the department where you have to sleep in a hotel room with two kids that aren't tired. Mm -mm. That is... My hell, I would rather give unmedicated birth in a Target on the floor <laughs> than have to be in a hotel room with my kids when they're not tired and stay up till midnight like hit, headbutting mm-hmm. me. It's the so worst. So I was I – was, if you believe in hell, that is my hell.
0: Yep. So I know this – it was a lot of lists, the 15, but it was very eye-opening for me because <sighs> so there were some people – Yeah, there were some people where I was like, yeah, maybe uh, not really. And then there was like one or two people that I was like, check, 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 check. And, yes. it, yeah.
1: and, and I so think parts if, of it can be true too. I mean, you don't have to check every single one of the boxes, but mm-hmm. if you do check every single one of the boxes, like Janelle, then it's pretty evident.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so with these relationships, since they're not necessarily made to last, however, they might still be in your life, that person. And that's perfectly fine. It's not saying like you they completely leave your life, like they die yeah. or move or whatever, mm-hmm. but you just have to know that this is this type of relationship and you have to protect your own energy around them. Yes, and- that's exactly what my
1: art therapist said regarding my mom last week. She was like, yep. I don't think that cutting your mom off is necessarily the path to happiness for you. But being able to control and protect yourself and the conversation is something that I hope and strive for with you. And I was like, I have no idea how that's possible. But she clearly my art therapist clearly recognizes that like, there is some reason that this is in my life. And it's not something to cut out. But I have to learn to control it because it Can't just be left to
0: spiral however it wants. So now you need to ask her if she believes in soulmates, which I think most people believe in soulmates. They've just had a very limited view in terms of this is the person I'm going to marry, a sexual romantic relationship.
1: Well, and that's what my – and I'll link this article too. Let's get to the bottom of this. Are soulmates actually real? Um, If you are constantly on the search for the one, quote unquote, Mm You may not be fully present. So I think people define soulmate as the one.
0: Mm. And
1: I think giving power to quote unquote, the one Mm -hmm. is very foolish and archaic. Mm -hmm. I personally come from a place I used to read in my psychology class, this book about like how monogamy is not how human beings are meant to be. We're not meant to be paired with one person and matched with one person and married to one person for our whole life. That's not how we were designed in the caves. Mm -hmm. And so we've just like kind of put this on ourselves in the last 100 or 200 years for safety and taxes. But (laughs) I believe, (laughs) fucking taxes, health insurance, (laughs) give me that good health insurance. right? Um, But I said to Josh, I was like, I was never planning to get married unless I was going to have kids because I need health insurance. But I um, think that when you give a bunch of power to quote unquote, the one, Mm -hmm. you're really setting yourself up for either unhappiness, Mm -hmm. you may be successful, you may Mm -hmm. have a long, successful quote unquote marriage. Mm -hmm. But if you put all your energy into the one person that you marry or partner with in your life, you are not only putting too much pressure on them and too much pressure on that relationship, which results in a pressure cooker of nobody Mm -hmm. can keep up. You're also missing out on all these side soulmate and side Mm -hmm. intimate. And I'm going to normalize saying Jenna and I have an intimate relationship. We do. It is completely non-sexual and platonic. And Mm -hmm. it is intimate as my marriage is. And Jenna probably knows things my husband doesn't even know. Jenna probably knows things. I mean, I think my sister knows as much, if not more than Jenna. But like, there's four or five women in my life that know more about me than my husband. And it's not because I keep secrets from my husband. My husband knows every bit of my history and every partner and everything that he wants to know. Sometimes he's like, stop. Stop. I'm not (laughs) your girlfriend. Stop. But I think that if we can move away from the one – and start mm-hmm. moving out towards the five. Yeah. I think that we have such a more fulfilled, happy, tranquil mm-hmm.
0: life. Yeah. And can we start normalizing this for men as well? Ooh. Because if you think that is
1: really gonna go there now.
0: <laughs> if you think about the connection that women have and the relationship, the deep relationship that they have, most men. Are missing out on that. And
1: women and, are encouraged to start having those deep connected relationships from a very early age and men are not, boys are no. not.
0: Mm-mm. And I want that for my son, even if that. he has it with a woman friend, even if he mm-hmm. has it with an elder, a teacher, you can have intimate relationships with a teacher that are not what you think of as <laughs> inappropriate. That is another type of soulmate that they kind of went into. And it's somebody that you you learn from. And I hope my kids experience all those different types. And just because my son is a boy, I don't want him to miss out on those intimate connections. You can have intimate connections with your parents, with your grandparents. And Mm -hmm. I think what Janelle mentioned is really important. I am an open book. I tell my husband just about everything. However, I know that there are certain conversations that I reserve for certain people because they either hold space for me on those certain topics, or I feel a more energetic connection with that person on that topic. Yeah, yeah. And they can relate to that versus yeah. when I try and talk to my husband and he gives me blanket answers or doesn't fully understand what I'm saying, it's going to be a frustrating conversation. And so there's been times where he's like, why didn't you tell me that? And I'm like, I just didn't think to talk to you about it. And he's like, okay, cool. And then I'll tell him about it later. But when I'm going for advice on dead parents who do I go to? I don't go to my husband who has two living parents. I go to Janelle. Yeah. And I think that that's like a really important thing to realize with soulmates too, especially if you have one of these wrecking ball soulmates in your life. Currently, you might feel that connection and feel like you need to go to them because you are basically somewhat addicted to them or they're addicted to you. But just sit back and say like, is this the best person to talk to about this? And, and
1: let's not, I really resent the idea of because a marriage doesn't last, that it's a failure. Exactly. I fully resent that and I reject that idea because I think my sister and I and I'm going to have to post the meme when we post this episode. And it says, like, date the guy with the red flag, spend the money, get some debt. You all, you, we're all here to die, anyways. So live your mm-hmm. life. Like, if I had it, if Josh and I, Marriage doesn't work. We have these two beautiful kids. That My parents' marriage didn't work. They loved each other till my dad died. There's Mm -hmm. no failure in a marriage not lasting until death. That is um, something that the church made up, and I get it. Cool. Love it. When I see a couple that's married until they die, I have nothing but adoration, love, and respect Mm -hmm. for them because I know they fought hard. Exactly. You don't make it to the end without fighting your ass off. And sometimes people, I, when my dad died, Josh did nothing wrong. And a part Mm -hmm. of his spouse died that day too. Exactly. And he will never get that same spouse back. And he has to accept that his potential soulmate has changed forever. Mm -hmm. And he has to decide if he wants to fight through that or walk away. And I wouldn't have lost any respect for him if he had walked away. Exactly. marriage is a contract. And if you switch the, I always say that to Josh, I say marriage is a contract. And if you decide that you're going to start sleeping with other women, you (laughs) have to renegotiate the contract prior. Yeah. And so I think moving away from the one and moving away from the fact that if a marriage fails, you failed because somebody, Mm -hmm. you every one of us needs a wrecking ball.
0: Just because you got divorced doesn't mean you weren't soulmates. I truly believe. Completely agree. My parents were soulmates. They you could very easily see their journey. You could mm-hmm. see how they changed each other's lives, how they impacted each other. It just happened to end on a negative note. And mm-hmm. that was, we really believe it was due to my dad's TBI and his exactly. personality changes. Yeah, That is a little separate from their soulmate journey. It was a That's beautiful his brain that
1: doesn't change his soul. His soul exactly. is in his heart. His brain was injured, so his soul wasn't able to act the way it wanted to. Right. And even if nobody gets a traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm. you can still have something happen in your life where you fall out of love, or God, having kids is fucking hard. Like I get yeah. it. Have a couple kids, and nobody sleeps for a few years, and people are pooping on the floor, and you're trying to eat dinner, but you're wiping two kids' butts. Like, yep. The glamour goes out real quick if you got mm-hmm. married. Josh and I got married because we wanted to travel and have fun. Yeah. I mean, hello, COVID. Hello, we'll stay home in the same apartment for a year together. Exactly.
0: And (laughs) maybe that divorce or that separation is leaving space for each other to grow, which is a big sign of a soulmate. And also fighting for the relationship. I guarantee you, it wasn't like the day, the second things got hard, you're like, see you later. I don't know anyone really that did that.
1: Yeah. And I I also, a lot of my friends that I've seen go through these breakups and divorces have ended up with phenomenally loving, fulfilling, awe-inspiring love stories. And so- I think if your first or second marriage doesn't work, there's something bigger and more beautiful for you on the exactly. other side. And I've never, uh, my Josh and I are both products of divorce. So our chance of divorce, I think is like 75% <laughs> instead of 50. Yep. And we've never lived under this false veil that we might not end up divorced. And we actually kind of openly talk about it and say like, Which if we good. would ever split up and Josh is like, oh yeah, I would still take care of this, this, and this. And I was like, well, I'd get a job. Like we talk about it. Like if I were to ever get cancer, I'd want so-and-so to take care yeah. of my kids because it's real so and so no i'm just kidding (laughs) you know you know who you are jenna (laughs) i'm I'm like can i have your babies i called my sister because there was a tornado warning where i was yesterday and i was shopping and i was like okay just a reminder you and Jenna are my people that get my kids. Work it out amongst yourself. Please take yep. good care of them. Here's my wishes, da, 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 And she was like, got it, Janelle. You've told me this before. And I was like, I just wanted to reiterate it to you that
0: you two are in charge. Well, and that right there is your trauma speaking. So yes, yes, yeah. yes. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have questions, reach out to us. Also, if you have any soulmate <gasps> on any Tell level. your soulmate stories. Yes. Wrecking ball, twin flames, any of that stuff, we're down. What if somebody met their twin
1: flame and they can tell their John to their Yoko?
0: I will fly wherever and
1: visit you because I want to And Jenna and I it. will come. And also, if you enjoyed the witchiness and the darkness of this episode and want more witchy episodes, Jenna and I have a hundred up our sleeves. We've yep. just been trying to ease into our full witchiness for real.
0: And that does not mean that we're like
1: satanic worshippers. It's no, Jenna is a Christian. And I don't I know what I am Christian. right now. I am um, a melting pot it? of... They have a name for it. I can't think of it. Um, where you're um, undecided. Yep. I think it's a which it's means agnostic, which is agnostic. Yeah. But yeah. I think agnostic is more um, strong willed. Like I don't really think there's I don't know let's yeah. let's not guess at people's moral I'm a melting pot of religions I like some things Catholic I like some things um, witchy I think yeah. I'm more of a witch right now but
0: I will go back to
1: Catholic at some point we'll see
0: I mean I just can't deny my insights into stuff and it's yeah, yeah. you can I be a know Christian who it and also from, an but.
1: empath and also a psychic in my opinion uh-huh. I agree and so with that call your therapist and take your meds <laughs>